Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday. My man Patrick plays jams, and based on those songs and selections, uh, we're supposed to be able to guess what the new theme of the day is. Um, I believe our texters guessed it. Did they guess it correctly, Harch? They did. It's a, basically, the theme is a thankful theme. Yes. These uh, are, the these are all songs basically titled Thank You. Because we are a week away from Thanksgiving. From Thanksgiving. No, so I we like want to that. give a little I thanks like out to, to everybody. Show our thanks. It's so obvious when it actually is when, when revealed. When it say it? revealed, it's like, <laughs> why did not think about that? That is obviously the biggest holiday on the occasion. <laughs> the horizon, I'll tell you why. It's because none of us think Thanksgiving is a week away. Uh, yeah. It's, this has been a pretty hectic yeah. period of time, so I think we're all a little busy. We're like, oh, man, Very that is true. a week away now. No, the holiday season is upon us. I got uh, neighbors yeah. that are already putting up Christmas decorations. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got yeah. some friends that yeah, posted said, a picture said, yeah, I already got my lights up. I'm yeah. like, what are I've you seen doing, some, bro? Yeah, I've seen some people doing it. Some people are already listening to Christmas music. Yeah, Man. that's no, we're not doing that theme. Don't worry, that's <laughs> no, not that. happening. Some people are already doing just like some people like to get in that mood early. Like the, the Christmas mood should last, you know, like you know, six weeks or something. Do, like doesn't that. that doesn't if you did that, wouldn't you be completely over it by the time it got to Christmas? I would think so. Like yeah. I like yeah, I would if think I so. did, if I did three weeks ahead, I'd be like, by the time I get there, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I've listened to all the songs. We're good. <laughs> yeah, did it. Yeah. When wh- um, when do you start listening to Christmas music? For me, it's probably maybe maybe two weeks before Christmas. Yeah, there. I, I mean, well, two weekish. Un un like just accidentally being at stores already for a month. But oh well, yeah, that's gonna happen. We're talking about on your own. On my own, probably really week of. Yeah. Like maybe I'll uh, like pull some out that I like a week or two before, but normally about a week of. Yeah, a week of. I'm watching Christmas movies. Two weeks out, I probably start the music. And, mm-hmm. and the decorations go up the like December, the month of. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's the that's yeah, You got to get through Thanksgiving rule. first. Yeah, you got to get through the other holiday. You can't just Look, you know, disregard yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, you can't be disrespecting. As, a, as an adult, it's one of my favorite holidays. You got football. You got food. We just sit around and just bang, glutton, bang. gluttons, all right, for football food and family. There it is. We hang, we hang around family. We eat a lot of food and we just watch football. Uh, three F's up so, in there, dog. It's amazing. Yeah. It really is. As an adult, it's basically the adult version of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like when you're a Halloween yeah. kid, I get, you, you love it because you know the well, candy. Well, it's true because you go to different houses. You're yeah. like, oh, this guy's got a, he's doing a thing on Friday. Yeah. This guy's doing Wednesday. You break all the rules of food eating. You know what I mean? You, say, <laughs> you can only eat so many meals. Like, no, you get to eat as many meals as you want all day long, snacking. Nobody going judges. Day. Nobody judges. Yeah. And then you come home with a plastic container yeah. full of <laughs> yeah, exactly. food. Yes. <laughs> and, no, and yeah, people force the food on you. Know, Take this food. Take, this. Take a turkey leg. I hope you Please. get all this with you. Exactly. Bring your old Tupperware. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I do I bring my own Tupperware? Yeah, did you get the desserts? Yeah, oh. desserts. Desserts for Thanksgiving are also yes. fantastic. Oh man, I cannot yeah, I can. wait. All uh, right. I don't do pie, so I don't. I'm not a pie guy either. I no can. pie, no cobbler for me. Yeah. No. What? No, I'm an, I'm not anti pie cobbler, but I it's not my thing. No pie cobbler. I'm a cake guy. Cupcakes. Oh, you a, ca- you're a cake cupcakes guy? Cakes and actual cakes. No white condiments and no pies or cobblers. No, and and, and my man Patrick feels no. me on the pie. How about banana no, pudding? Do y'all eat banana? No, that's no. considered that's too much like a cobbler or a yeah. pie. And they put some Cool Whip on top, so I might throw oh, you off. Yeah, that's too yeah. much. And if yeah, I want I banana, I'm gonna eat a banana. I <laughs> want banana pudding. <laughs> I don't need the flavor on anything other than I, banana. I love banana pudding. My brother does. My brother love loves banana pudding. I am your brother. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to end the conversation right there. Like George Costanza. We that's right. On a high note there. 
All right, let's get to some Texas Kansas conversation here, gentlemen, because uh, we heard from Sarge. You were at your, you were uh, in attendance. I was in attendance. At the media, the and you asked today. a question. I did. Uh, I did. What question did you ask? I asked the question about this three-three-five defense that seems to give everyone, not just Texas, yeah, not, not just Texas. Sark. It's not just Sark. I'm talking about everyone around the Big Twelve and around the country. This defense that gives everyone this trouble is this three-three-five defense. Mm-hmm. So I needed to ask Sark, like, why is that? What what is the concept? What's what up, are the, what? How do we defeat this defense? Mm-hmm. And this is what Sark had to say about the three-three-five defense. You know, I, I would like to say it's unique, but I, I don't know if it's unique anymore. I mean, a, a lot of people do it. Um, you know, we've seen it multiple times this season. Um, off the top of my head, Iowa State, Kansas State, uh, and obviously last week with TCU. Um, you know, I think I think one of the challenges is is that the way they deploy the three safeties, um, it can be discouraging in the pass game. You know, they're dropping eight people in coverage a fair amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to it's hard to find throwing lanes and get on top. So you have to try to run them out of it in essence. Um, but then they have multiple hats coming at you from different angles to, you know, you can get yards, but it's hard to get those explosive runs. But I think you have to have a commitment to run in the football uh, and you have to have real designed runs to, to attack it, to hopefully get them out of that three safety shell and force them into playing some other coverages that maybe they're not as comfortable playing. I think the other thing that is unique about it is that because of the structure with the three down linemen, kind of the three backers, and then the three safeties, there's a multitude of pressures that they can bring out of it. So when you're committed to those pressures, um, you got to make sure that you're sound protection wise and that you're sound in the run game to pick all the different hats up and the different looks they can present. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, distortion, basically. They distort any look that you may have are and distort the pre-snap read of the quarterback in a lot of different ways. And I think in the future, teams will have more of um, they'll have a, a more of a sense of how the three high, three down works and all the loopholes and the different ways to beat it. Right now, it's just it's a relatively new idea and scheme and philosophy. We're I mean, talking about this thing being less than 10 years old in terms right. of it being popularized among teams. So, you know, since they're a natural baked in, you know, co- there are cover one beaters and cover two beaters and cover three beaters and cover four beaters, you know, and cover six beaters that teams have been using for decades now. Mm-hmm. And they're so ingrained in everybody's football psyche that everybody knows what they are. I can go through them here and bore you half to death, but you can just go Google them. Uh, they're out there. You know, when you and most of those, not most of those, all of those are from either a two high look, two deep safeties, or a single high look. And now teams are doing it with three high looks. They're still the same coverages. Right. They're just doing it with a different look, and it's a different presentation. And there are not natural offensive beaters and loopholes based on that three high safety formation. Yet now there are now we know there are things that have higher rates of success versus the three high right. now. We know three-by-one sets do, uh, trips three-by-one sets, or even three-by-two sets out of empty. These are things that Sark had success with versus TCU Correct. last week, right? Yep. Late in the, in the second half, empty formation. Late in the second half, a lot more three-by-one sets to try to stress that three-high look. And that way, 
if they're if they're stressed formationally, they have to start revealing their coverage responsibilities. Ding 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 if, ding. Yeah, and that's why when Sark was trying to go with condensed sets, they loved it. You're like condensed yep. sets. This is great. And now we can manipulate right. pre-snap what you want because we're not far from our coverage responsibility, and I can get way, I can get, I can get to the far side of formation and then back to the other hash really quickly because you got me, you got me covering or uh, basically covering d- condensed sets and receivers in condensed sets. Yeah. But when he spread them out and went three by one to three by two, hey, you got to get to your work. You got to get to <laughs> your wherever work. your That's landmark right. is, or wherever your man, you better yep. get there. All right, and you got to start revealing, and they're like, oh, and, oh, it looks like. Yep. This actually looks like too a, a too a too high look. Yep. Oh, it looks like they actually may be in a cover four here. You know, and it's, it, the more you stress it, right? The more you stress it, you literally it starts to look more and more like an old school defense because they have to get to their coverage landmarks and responsibilities. Right, and that's why Sark had success then. And then you can start, like you said, then you can displace all right the running game essentially, which is what he did with the wide receiver screen game because they're so stressed out. They can't either. They can't stack the box, or they can't, you know, decide to allocate resources to the pass game one way or the other. They got to pick their poison. So they're right. gonna stack the box, and you stress them out. Okay, we're just gonna throw it outside to Jay Witt. We got the numbers out there. Oh, you want to allocate resources to stop the passing game? Well, we're just gonna hand it off to Bijan because we got the numbers in there. We're gonna flip the script. It's just on a numbers you. game essentially. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't let it get more complicated than that. When you do, I think that's when you know football is a simple game complicated by simple men. And that's where the question, the reason why I was asking that question, obviously because <laughs> of all the great answers you just gave, but it's also how do you convince? Quinn's eyes to be able to see that Hudson's eyes, whoever the oh, yeah, quarterback no, that's, is, that's, that's you know what yeah. I'm saying? How do you, how do you help him? Because that is what they're trying to do. Very they're true. trying to confuse him to be able to say, "All right, yeah, you think you have that opening. You think you, think you, you could get that ball but into that space, but you don't. But you don't, because what I'm going to make you do is take that threat, that 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 opportunity. You're going to say, oh, "I'm going to get frustrated." I don't want to run the ball that much. I don't want to run those short crossing routes. I want to take that home run shot because you think you can get it there. That's why I said Sark. I, I don't know if Sark's scheme, and I said this on Longhorn Blitz. I said it, uh, I think I said it earlier this week on this show. I don't think Sark's scheme necessarily is a bad matchup for the three high, three down. I think it's Sark's mentality, and I think it's Sark's Greed. philosophy. Yeah. Uh, you can say agreed too if you want to throw into yep. that too. He's impatient. Yep. But I think it's his philosophy. He's a big game hunter. Naturally, a three high, three down is taking away your big plays. Yep. They're going to take that away. They're going to give you small game. They don't give you the big game. They take that away. And that's really frustrating for Sark. It makes him impatient, turns him into a different play caller. So I think, I think yeah, naturally, it's a bad fit for him. If he would be more patient and be willing to take what the defense is giving him and not try to force the issue with that deep ball to validate his, you know, play calling prowess or the game plan, whatever it may be, I think he'd be better off. And I think his quarterback would be better off. I think so, Tim. CJ Vogel does a really good job. We're a big yeah. fan of CJ yeah, Vogel. Uh, he's at CJ Vogel underscore. TFB for the fo- uh, football brainiacs. They do a good job too. They, they got so many great uh, entities covering Texas football. We're all really lucky. Makes our job pretty simple. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you got to follow the right guys. Yeah, you got to C- make sure. And CJ Vogel is one of those guys you should yep. follow. Yep. Um, he went and did a little, a little mini deep dive. He said he looked back the last four years of Steve Sarkeesian's offense and wanted to just kind of look at the deep ball and the frequency of the deep ball, the tendencies, that kind of thing. He looked at percentage of passes attempted over 20 yards in Sark's offense over the last four years, 2019 and 2020 when he's under, uh, he's at Alabama, right, the OC there and the play caller, mm-hmm. 15% in 2019, 13.2% in 2020. 
But when he goes to, to Texas in 2021, his deep ball percentage jumps to 16% and then to 20% this year. So 20% of Texas passes have been deep balls 20 yards or more down the field. And as we know, they haven't been very successful or effective. Right. But as Sark told us, he's going to keep throwing these deep balls because as Robbie Blackman Freud told you uh, <laughs> like a year ago, he's a big game hunter. And he's, he's not going to settle for the quail and the pheasant and small game. He wants big game. He's going to keep chasing it. And at times, that makes him a, to me, I, I think it makes him an insecure play caller. And he keeps chasing that big play. Right. And that puts him behind the chains. And also, it makes his young quarterback uh, very, very uh, inconsistent, erratic, and he doesn't get in the rhythm. So, you know what I think, though, uh, Hart, just looking at those numbers, I think that Nick Saban was telling him, Right. Hey, 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 sorry. Hey, calm it down, Coach Steven. Mm. All right, Coach <laughs> Steven, calm it down. All right, the deep balls. Yep. You know, rain it back in. I need you to have more high percentage passes in this offense, more RPOs. And now that Sark's running his own show, last two years, and now that he's got the arm too, right, he's got the golden arm that can make all the throws, there is nothing that is really checking. There's no checks and balances no. to keep him from going, hey, man. We gonna throw it. We gonna throw it deep. We gonna throw them bombs, and we don't give a damn at what cost. And that is the question right there, right? That's where we start thinking. No, pace <laughs> <laughs> yourself. Right? I mean, yeah. It, it, that I mean, it, that's a huge jump. It is, and you can tell at Bama it looked moderate. It looked a little bit more moderate, but now you went from sixteen percent, and that's when Casey Thompson and Hudson Card weren't really even. They weren't real protected in the pocket, but they definitely weren't great deep ball throwers yet last year. And you got the arm this year with my man Quinn Ewers, but he's been inconsistent, and yet Sark still has a really high frequency of throwing those deep balls. Man. And he even looked at average distance of throw. Uh, average distance of throw for Tua in 2019, 8.7. For Mac Jones, 8.8 8 in 2020. For, for Casey Thompson, 9.8. Mm. And for Quinn Ewers, 11.5. I'm telling you, when Nick Saban went there to go, Coach Steven. Slow that down. Slow it down. I Slow that down. I want to see Sark now. Yeah. Uh, get, get Coach Steven yeah. out of here. I need to see Sark. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He, boom. All right. And and you go, I don't know why you're getting a, I, I know why you're getting a higher clip because he's not, he, there's no checks and balances. And I think Nick Saban was there to check him a little bit. And you start looking at it, and yes, your eyes, you know, they, your eye test kind of tells you this too, but it's good to have the numbers. You could look at, and this is, Time the final indictment of what Sark is doing, the insanity, right? The definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, his, uh, part of his thread, he says, however, the Ewers um, has some interest, ranks among co- conference quarterbacks on yards per attempt in certain regions. So he looked at 20-plus yard passes, and Quinn Ewers is averaging 7.1 yards per attempt on 20-plus yard passes. That ranks 12th in the Big 12. And 30% completion percentage ranks 10th in the Big 12. But passes at the line of scrimmage, 9.3 yards per attempt ranks first in the Big 12. Mm. That's, that's a good number. And what I say? Quick game, quick game, yeah, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game. I literally made a lyric up about it in the pre- during the offseason because sure I did. wanted it to become a thing. <laughs> yeah. Get the ball out of the young man's hands quickly, get him in a groove, take the burden off of a young offensive line, and let your playmakers on the outside do all the work with Yak Yards. Yeah. And we have gone backwards for some reason. We seem to pump the brakes a little bit, right? 
I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But that's, I'm glad CJ Vogel did the breakdown there because that's something we've all been yeah. able to recognize with our eyes. It's telling us that. Um, and I've been kind of telling you that just from my film study, but now the numbers tell you, yeah, he, at Alabama, he had a lot more uh, regulation. All right, the, it was it, his deep ball madness <laughs> was yep. regulated. Um, here, it has not been. And at Bama, he had better players, and I'm sure higher rates of success when throwing those deep balls. You're throwing to first round picks at wide receiver yep. from a first round pick at quarterback <laughs> with a first. You know what I mean? Like first yeah, round got, picks on the yeah. O line, and now that's not yeah. the case. Well, not right now. Not Hopefully, right now. developmental wise, like, will be the man. case. So, yeah. I don't know what – if we don't see a change in the offense in this game then uh, versus Kansas, I think you'll give Kansas hope. Uh, you'll breathe life into that Kansas defense, which is atrocious. Man. It's, it's really bad. It is really bad, but that's why we look at this game and we're saying – I was talking to some buddies today. It was like, we know what this game means, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a huge game for the program. For the program. Because this will be back-to-back years that you go and play against a Kansas team that you need a win yeah. to, to separate yourself. This game means so much more than just going and playing the game and winning the game. you mm-hmm. got to set a precedent right now, especially after last week's performance on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, I mean, let's be honest about this Kansas defense. Uh, they are just not a really – Good defense. Right. Not an impressive defense right. at you all. Right, you said it yesterday. Um, I mean, I'll go through the stats with the total defense, 117th, yards per play, 104th, rush defense, 93rd, pass defense, 118, third down defense, 122nd, scoring defense, 103rd, even even the deep dive analytics there, 112th in pass play success rate, uh, stuff rate, 99th, front seven havoc rate, 126th. 123rd pass down success rate, mm-hmm. rush play success rate, 120th, rush play explosiveness, 75th, 125th, and pass play explosiveness. You get the point. Uh, they are not a really good defense, but they are an elite offense. Um, and uh, it actually, it starts with their quarterback position, uh, Jalen Daniels, when he was healthy. And Harge and I were talking about him a ton when he was and led them to an yep. undefeated record and was a Heisman sleeper. That came out of nowhere. Uh, he may end up starting this game for Kansas. We don't know that for sure. That it's not been announced, um, but he is available, and he is practicing. Uh, and he, for the first time since getting injured, and my man Harsh basically predicted it, uh, they could have Jalen Daniels available, and he's the guy that beat Texas last season. Right. Um, Sark was asked about Jalen Daniels and how impactful, uh, or at least really not just taking down to Kansas quarterbacks, really, because Bean has also done a really good job yep. for them. Um, and you're going to see both of them. Yeah, gonna, yep. yeah, they literally have a two-quarterback like package right? where they play both quarterbacks at the same time. <laughs> and they run different plays off of it. It is freaky and fascinating. <laughs> uh, but here is Sark uh, at his media availability today, uh, the Zoom call, talking about the Kansas quarterbacks that they have to prepare for. Yeah, I don't First of all, uh, first of all, um, we've I think on both sides have been involved in the quarterback situations on our end and opponent. So I'm, I get I guess we're getting used to it. Um, 
the system isn't going to change, you know, and they've got a very good system offensively. You know, they utilize the option game and they tax you that way in the run game to where you have to be very disciplined uh, in defending, you know, all three phases of the option game, you know, the, the give the quarterback and the pitch, and then they do a nice job with their play action game off of that. If you're not disciplined there, there's kind of that fourth layer to it, which is the play action pass game where they get their chunk plays in the passing game down the field. I think both quarterbacks are very equipped at, at running it. Um, I would probably say Bean may be faster than Daniels. You know, when he gets in the old field, he, he's got really you know straight line speed. I think one thing Daniels has, he's got a really good feel for the game of football. Um you know, we felt that last year in our game when they kind of started him and we didn't know it. And, you know, he's got a really knack for, you know, layering throws down the field. He's got a, he's very elusive and can, you know, slip out of tackles to extend plays with his legs or his arm. Um, so, you, you know, you have to prepare for the system. Uh, but I do think it is important to know in game which quarterback is in there and then kind of how we need to defend him as the game goes on. Yeah, and uh, the Longhorns once again preparing for two quarterbacks. He's right. Jason Bean, I believe, had been clocked at um, a 10-4, 100 meters. Uh, oh, no, he can run, run. You better be ready. Yeah, yeah he can run. Don't, don't, is, you don't want to see that again where they take yeah. off and we're not closing on that speed? Yeah, he's a long strider a little bit. But yeah. Yeah, and Jalen Daniels, he's more dangerous because he's, he's just as fast as he is quick, and he's, fa- he's quick in uh, tight spaces. He can He's elusive. It's probably the best way to describe them. So they're both dangerous, though. So. Mm. In that offense, they're both dangerous. Here we go. Um, all right, Hard Knock Life, what you got coming up for the people? We got our man John Price going to make you some money. Straight cash, homie. He's coming to give you some straight cash, homie. John Price coming up next. All right, well, again, to Hard Knock Life, John Price coming up to give you a little advice on how you can uh, make your pockets a little bit fatter. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 149 Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike. You have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm going to speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a new music-themed Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. And the theme is to be thankful. We'll get into that in just a minute. You can follow me on Twitter at HarbaughHard. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We love it when you're part of the show, so you can hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a man that we all need to be thankful for because he is giving out winner after winner after winner. He is my man John Price of Sports Information Traders. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com or you can give him a call at 866-441-2711. And John, that's all you do is thank the people and the people are thanking you for making them a winner. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm just I'm thankful in general every day of life. I'm I'm thankful and grateful and excited and you know, it doesn't matter win lose. Every day is a great day and when you win it makes it that much better and you're right, you know, we we're on to something. We really are. I mean, in in years past we've taken opportunities to take advantage of underdogs and made it work and this year we're doing an exceptional job of isolating the game to pound, as they say in the wagering world, and it is working out incredibly well. 
Um, I have my uh, analysts and executives reaching out to uh, all clients and former clients and inactive clients and everything. And it's just been a great day. You know, I, I, I had a chance this morning, I, I, and I'm going to get to the promotion here in a minute, but I had a chance this morning to actually see how many 512 people signed up for our service this year. And I cannot tell you how overjoyed I am. The people of Austin truly know their sports and they truly know their opportunities. And plenty of you have taken advantage of these plays and many of you are still with us. So for that, I really appreciate that. And I'm glad you're going to be along for the ride. This week, we do have another underdog play that I'm looking at right now. It's on my desk in front of me. It is a play that we are going to push hard, both on the money line and with the points. When I play an underdog like that, I call it a Vegas mistake for a reason, and that Vegas mistake is available at our website, sportsinformationtraders.com. If you go there right now, you'll see Vegas mistake. You can purchase it right there. This play is for only brand-new clients. So a lot of our existing clients will be on the play, but but this play is for people who are active with us and on board or people who are uh, brand new and haven't joined us yet. So go to the website, sportsinformationtraders.com, purchase the Vegas mistake. One of my analysts will reach out to you, lock you in, and you are set to go for this weekend. I can't wait for it. Hey, when he tells you that they that he's been working hard to find that Vegas mistake, that's exactly what he has been doing. I got an opportunity to talk to one of your uh, analysts before and didn't really get into the conversation about it, but I know that how much work you guys put into this, your analysts put in a lot of hard work, and you find those lines that just don't look – the right way, and you once again have found another one of those, John. But I know a game that everyone around here is is ready to talk about, and that's the Texas Longhorns. Uh, last week they had a dismal performance when you look at the offensive side of the ball. The defense played unbelievable championship-type football, but the offense didn't get it going. And this week they make that trip to Lawrence, Kansas. They're a nine-point favorite. On, on your board, what what is it about this game that you see that you might want to be able to help these fans out with? Well, first of all, I watched a good bit of the TCU-Texas game last week, even though it was not something that factored into our private plays. And uh, it was really tough. You know, Bijan had a tough day on the ground. I think he only had like 28, 29 yards. And, and nope. he really sets the tone. He's been the tone setter for this team. I mean, you know, there was a time period where – your starting quarterback went down early in the Alabama game, and uh, and you had to pick up the pieces there. But the common thing in that offense is Bijan Robinson in that offensive line. And last week, it just it was a situation where uh, it just wasn't working out, and uh, and it was a low scoring game, which I would never would have projected. Uh, looking at those two teams, I thought they might score a hundred together. But if you look at this particular game, the line opened at Texas minus nine, and that's where it is right now. So. When you're four or five days later from a line opening and it's holding steady to where it opened, it means equal public money on both both sides of the play. And we know about Texas losing last week. They're still six and four against the spread this year. So if you're somebody who's just been betting on Texas with or without the points, you're actually plus two. Kansas, they're coming off a loss to Texas Tech. They enter the game uh, with the third best 
against the spread record in the country at seven two and one. Let me say that again. Kansas is seven two and one against the spread this year. So if you bet on the Jayhawks in their games, you're plus five right now, and I expect them to to try to run the ball. Devin Neal, their running back, has had a really good couple of weeks, over 400 yards on the ground. This should be a really exciting game. I think nine points is too much to give either one of these teams. I know that that Kansas is a better team with Daniels in there, but they still find a way to stay in games, especially at home. So a play to watch here. I'm, I'm going to take Kansas plus nine over Texas. I think Texas has a great shot to win this game, but nine points is way, way too much. So take Kansas plus nine over Texas. And more importantly, go get on the Vegas mistake. I mean, how many times do we have to win these games and so many of you are missing them? Many of you are on them, but many of you are missing them. I also see how many people write in and call in and inquire, but don't come on board, which is we appreciate you too. Even if you're listening right now and you don't call, we appreciate you. The point is that we have an opportunity. We're heading into Thanksgiving week. We won't be on next week. So this is your chance to hop on this game. Go to our website, sportsinformationtraders.com. Look for the words Vegas mistake. Hit the buy button. Let's go. One of my analysts will reach out to you, get you on the play, both on the money line and with the points. And you're locked in for this weekend. You can set yourself up and have a great weekend, roll into Thanksgiving, and uh, it's going to be a tone setter for you. Win a big one this weekend with us, and then have a great Thanksgiving week. I love it. I love it, and I know the listeners love it as well. As he said before, you don't want to miss out on the Vegas mistake, but he also just gave you a nugget that Kansas is against the spread is 7 Two and one. That is a big number. And when I saw that number come out, I thought the same thing. I was like, "Woo, that's a big number for a team that couldn't move the ball last weekend. So I appreciate you. As always, make sure you get over to sportsinformationtraders.com or you can give them a call, 866-441-2711 and jump on that Vegas mistake and become a customer over there with Sports Information Traders. John, as always, my friend, thank you for jumping on with us. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving to you, your whole team at the station, and to everybody in Austin. Have a good, safe holiday. Punch it with this Vegas mistake, and then have a nice week of food and family like we all deserve. That's right. That way you can get some extra turkey if you want to. Get some of them sides that you might be missing out. That's right. Go cash that check. I appreciate you, John. All right. Take care. There he is, John Price, sportsinformationtraders.com. He has been on fire, and that Vegas mistake is something that you might want to look into if you're into that type of uh, wagering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good information about that 7-2-1 and one against the spread. With, yeah, they were uh, undefeated Kansas. with Jalen Daniels. Yeah. They were, like, undefeated against the spread with Jalen Daniels. Because, yeah. I mean, it was Kansas yeah. early in the year. Yeah, nobody Vegas knew. Vegas thought they would win two yeah. games. I mean, they're right. already a bowl right. team. <laughs> yeah. Right. They got the – do they have the same record as Texas? No, oh, man. Yeah, Why you got to so. bring up old stuff? I believe it's so, right? But you right. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you the same right. record as Texas. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they, they were doing really good then um, being – came in. Bean's been okay, but I believe at the time uh, that Jalen Daniels was down, they were 5-0. and oh Yeah, Jalen Daniels the and I believe was a going, difference maker. And I man. believe going back to last year, to they were like 9-0 and oh or something like that, 
prior to that, whatever the yeah. last three games he started of the year or whatever, I believe they were go- they were undefeated against the spread even going back to then too. So if you go Jalen Daniels, I believe Jalen Daniels actually as a starter since that Texas game has been undefeated against the spread. Yeah, they're both six and four. Texas is six and four overall, yeah. and Kansas is six and four. Texas is four mm. and three in conference, and Kansas is three and four. Mm. Yeah, you you got any more of them spreads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll get into some more Texas-Kansas uh, discussion coming up at the top of the 6 o'clock. We got off the record on the other side. Got a lot of different things I want to throw in and off the record, including Matthew McConaughey's, uh, what was this, a song? It was a rap? Your, what was your, it? Your, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know mine. what it was. Yours uh, is as good as mine. I mean, mine. I wasn't, I'm not opposed to it, but uh, we got to figure uh, out exactly what it was. <laughs> All right, maybe hard just opposed uh, to it. We'll talk about what the Minister of Culture uh, had to say about the uh, the mood and also get into uh, some other news, notes, and nuggets. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful nine one. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain man, Cole. Well, congratulations, continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. And time for another edition of Off the Record. Uh, All of us were in attendance at The Mood last night when the Longhorns put a whipping on the Zags. Uh, The Minister of Culture, um, I guess, either wrote a song or wrote a poem. Could it be considered like a poem, too, rather than a song? Is it a song? I mean, I think it's a song. I, mean, I think he's, he's just kind of preaching over the top of it. Yeah, I know. So I'm saying, like, I don't even know if you consider it a song. It is, but it's music in the background. But this is, they played this in, in in Moody, right? Correct? They played it twice. Okay. They played it as the opening before the game before even the game started. started. Yeah. And then yeah. when the game was over and they won, they played it again. They played it again. Yeah, they won, you know. yeah, so basically this is the Minister of Culture and he is supposed to be literally a minister, I believe, in this video, <laughs> like in a, in a church. Uh, and he's uh, talking about blessing the mood. Here's a little sample of the Minister of Culture. We got me. And it's time to bend the knee, everybody, so we can reveal, revive, and testify. Because you see, these words, they are not inflation. It is on us, the nation, to do it once and then again. So Gabriel blows his horn, and we got another longhorn win. What? Ain't, ain't more 
All right. I think we got enough of it. That's a little taste, uh, a taste for you. We had enough when I okay, saw so it last night. You see where I, I got a little mixed up, whether it's a rap or a song or a sermon or a poem. Like it, it almost transitions from being either one of those things at any point during the presentation, right? It kind of starts off as a sermon, then it kind of transitions to a poem. Yeah, he tries to be it's a little melodic at points. Yeah. He's like he, was by not, the end. he was not trying to be Kirk Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> he was... Uh, Cause Kirk would have been. You better watch Hut. You better watch. <laughs> I, I, mean, I didn't mind it. It wasn't bad. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. You didn't like it, uh, Rod? You told me you're a lyric guy, right? I'm a lyric guy. That was not the lyrics. No, you was looking but for, it, man. listen, I, I also understand that that's not what Matthew does. So I'm, I'm considering that you know he's uh, he's an then amateur. Don't when do comes what to you do. I'd much <laughs> rather have Bum B on the Let somebody on game day. Okay. I think there's some really good musicians in this. Like the guy who apparently put this together is Charlie Sexton. Who is oh. Charlie Sexton is one of the best guitar yeah. players from town from a long time ago. He's been around forever. He plays wow. in the Archangels. Uh, he was Bob Dylan's uh, uh, band leader for a long time. Like Charlie Sexton Whoa. is is an awesome player. He's a yeah, G. yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so there's you see him and I see him in the video and you're like, oh, okay. So Charlie's doing it. It's all done at Arlen Studios because you can see the logo. So it's Arlen Studios here in town. Yeah. Uh, my lots in it. Uh, a lot. So a lot of Austin musicians are in it. So you got to be in the music business, kind of know that there was. Some, well, so yeah. then you see it, and you're like, all right. So they just hook it up. We're getting some Austin people in it, doing an Austin thing. Yeah, I get it. It's not great, but it's it's weird. I'll give you. Want to keep Austin weird? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. I think that, and it kind of feels like Matthew McConaughey. Feels yeah. like the Minnesota culture to me. It feels I, original and authentic to him. Did now, you I have a chance to see the video? Like, did you watch I, I, the video? I, I didn't watch it live there. I watched no, okay. it on his like, uh, Twitter account. Like, what, what, what is really happening? Like, uh, I mean, what, did I mean, people get hyped for it that time? Because I didn't see it when I was there. I got there a little later. I think later. they got really hyped when they saw Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And that was. That was around level. Up. And like I'm not talking about because like my buddies, the Groovline Horns are in the video. So I love like, yeah, that. You knew some no, guys. So Groovline Horns, they play every Tuesday at Sea Boys now. Wow. But they've been on SNL. They've been on live. They've been on a lot of stuff. So okay. those guys have been around. But they do a show every Tuesday. If you ever want to go see them play, shout out. Uh, they have a good show. But uh, yeah, like Malat's in that too. She's really good. And so it's like you're like, oh man, I'm happy you got these people in it, but because <laughs> you, you got some real, because you got real musicians in it, like, yeah, not just. Um, it, it's yeah. one of those things that normally dies after you have the conversation at a party. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so you have a bunch of musicians in a room, like, dude, we should totally do this, and then it never goes anywhere. Everybody realizes that was that's too drunk the when reason they had the it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But that's normally what that is. If that is a conversation, and then you start writing the lyrics, and you're like. Oh, you wake up and you see what you wrote down, <laughs> and you're like, "But it's not a church, right? It's a it's a basketball game." Yeah, right. right. No, he it, it he wants it. To, he wants to bless the mood. So I think the thing that kind of the theme, if you will, so yeah. is that you he's go, a minister and he's blessing the mood. Yeah. So what you just said about this is good at the party, and then all of a sudden it dies down. This was the part of the party where they say, "No, we actually have a studio in here right now. <laughs> Let's go do it." Yeah, they did it. They right. did it right then. Right. They didn't. They didn't talk about it. They it's Austin. Yeah, they just like let's go do it right. It's now. Austin. Come on, no, we're going guys, right now. They, that was like a six camera shoot, dude. <laughs> that was not a. Oh, we're gonna do this right now. That was a lot of cameras in there. <laughs> they probably they probably did that thing like 15, 20 times in a row yeah. to so, get the, all the shots. So do we think? Because okay, so you've been to the movie to watch basketball. They didn't play this. No, at this the was last. for this game. This, this was the premiere. This so, came out at this is game. It, is it gonna be something they play for future games or only for big games or only? for the Zags game. I, I would assume they're going to play it at some point during every it's game like, now. Okay, at one point. But, yeah. like, it'll probably be in the pregame. Yeah. Like, when it's just not, nothing's happening. So they'll play it at that point. They did not play it during the game. Well, you got to play it when Matthew's there. 
Yeah. <laughs> was he there? Oh, then I was going to be looking at him. I, he might have been. He wasn't, I, he wasn't on the. He used to always be on like the side of the. Yeah, bench. exactly. Right. You over there. I didn't, I didn't see but you can't. You can't somewhere. have that playing. That's a weird thing to have your that song playing, and then everyone's just looking at you like, <laughs> "What are you going to do? Are you smiling during this? <laughs> or you you also know what it is. All right, so you know what it is. Like, it's not terrible. It's just. Hey, it's I, it I, is what it is. Like you said, it's weird, and I think Matthew would like it though. Actually, they played it. I think he'd get into it. He'd get into the character and everything. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what do you mean? You know, so you are anti this whole thing. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> I'm not sitting here. This is not a lip sync. It's happening. This should have been the mass singer, because <laughs> then it would have been better. For you said us. somebody should have stopped this. Somebody should have stopped that. And nobody stopped it. CDC. No. Somebody should have put the kibosh on it. Nah, man. And nobody did. Because that's his arena. He's a, so he's a man of culture. He helped build that arena. Wait, and like, go ahead did and do that. Do you think that that was the problem? Is that like they got it for the first game, and everyone's like, "Are we playing this?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I just need to make sure. <laughs> Yeah, that we are playing this. He thought it was like a skit. Got to pass all, it through all, all his the, managers all and agents. All the true musicians in this city. And this is who we had to deliver the <laughs> message for us. That is the thing that really drives me crazy. We had a lot of opportunity. True musicians. Hey, it's true. It's real. You're that right. are, oh, that no, are no. actually delivered. He's the Jeff Saturday of the <laughs> He jumped in the there, line. He jumped in there, and he's killing it, man. You know? He's been hanging out but with Earth. If you just remove him and you just take the talent that's in that room. Right. Hey, I mean, that song's great, right? Yeah. Yes. You'll probably have a, yeah. Probably have a real so it's just kind of it's just kind of weird, but man, I can tell you from working in the studios and working around bands, man, rich people like to do some things <laughs> exactly, and right. let them do it, right. let them do it, let them have very, their fun. Very true. If yeah. he's if he has that ability and and the access obviously is there, say hey man, oh man, hey. Hey, buddy. Oh. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I laid down some tracks See? last night, man. You know what? And I know Matthew is probably listening to the show, too. Matthew. Now he's going to hear what your criticism hey, about Matthew. It's Matthew, you I support you, bro. You should have let someone else do it, buddy. You should have. Hey, Arch, I hate to tell you this. That song's 1-0. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I know Ooh, we're going to have it yeah. every week. We're gonna have to, I know we're going to play go. it until we don't. Until we don't. Right. Now it's associated with the mojo. Yeah, because he's blessed the mood. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. wait, can we get a new one for Gregory Jim? We're in there in a week or two. Can we can we get one for Gregory Jim? <laughs> did, yeah. did he do this for Austin FC? Did he do it? Because he's really heavily involved with Austin. He basically kind of went. He's the one hey. that came up with Listos, Listos Verde. Yeah, so he did, hey, did he do one of these? Wait a minute. Is he going to do one for the Commanders? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would be They're awesome. They're going to have a new building, too? <laughs> yeah. He's going to bless the new building? Right. This is going to be his thing. Yeah. Texas says hype man. Yeah. He's going to have Jay-Z on a verse in there? Oh, now that might go. That might be fire. No, because you can't put, like... <laughs> One neck, it doesn't work. It doesn't yes, work. you can't fit one of those next to the others. Doesn't no, work. yes, because it it makes it like uh, if you have a really nice five course meal and then a pop tart, <laughs> it, look, it doesn't compare. <laughs> did you just did you just compare the minutes of culture to a pop tart? Hey, He's you got can sprinkles. Mi- you can either microwave it or put it in a toaster. <laughs> well, at least he's got the strawberry kind with the icing on it. Exactly. You know I mean? At least he's that for sure. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll get into that Texas uh, beatdown of Gonzaga on the other side. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.